Good morning, good morning everyone, welcome back. Hope everyone has a great and wonderful morning. Thank God for waking us up. Today we will be reading the last of Proverbs. So I'll be reading Proverbs 30 and 31. And again, um, Proverbs is just um, a book that brings us, you know, divine truth into proper focus it enables us to look at life through god's eyes and his eternal and um you know his all-knowing point of view and then live accordingly to it so starting with proverbs 30th in that chapter talks about the weakness of Humility is God's greatest strength. So, um, let's go ahead and start off with verse 5 through 14. So it says, Every word of God is pure. He is a shield to those who put their trust in Him. Do not add to His words, lest He rebuke you, and you be found a liar. Two things I request of you. Deprive me not before I die. Remove falsehood and lies far from me. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food allotted to me. Lest I be full and deny you. And say who is the Lord. Or lest I pour and steal. And profane the name of my God. Do not malign a servant to his master lest he curse you and you be found guilty there is a generation that curses its father and does not bless its mother there is a generation that is pure in its own eyes yet is not washed from its filthiness there is a generation oh how lofty are their eyes and their eyelids are lifted up There is a generation whose teeth are like swords and whose fangs are like knives to devour the poor from off the earth and the needy from among them. Wow, that was a lot, but so powerful. So starting off with five, you know, he says, um, the believer answers God keeps every promise he makes he keeps everyone who comes to him don't question him because he might call you out on your lies and um, where it talks about the generation I think we a lot of people agree this is just a generation that um um how do I say it's very I want to say rude Every generation has had their moments, of course, but I just, um, I was talking to my sister yesterday and we were talking about how just the men, you know, the millennials, certain millennials and men that are coming up are so disrespectful. There's no men like they used to be back in the day. And... I just think that is just a part of that generation. And I think a lot of men agree as well with the same with women. There's not a lot of women who are pure anymore. 
there is not a lot of women out there who want to remain a woman, a family, or who just want to be with one person. They desire, just like the men, to be with everybody. And um, so I'm going to read verse 10 through 14 through the, um, like I said, sometimes I put these verses on a paraphrasing tool to kind of kind of read it to me a little bit different why I can probably understand and once I do this it also lets me hear it in a different way so reading it from there it says do not tell on your co-workers behind their backs they will think you are dishonest and they will be the one who and then you will be the one who is guilty do not curse your dad or forget to thank your mom if you haven't taken a bath in weeks don't think you look very nice. Don't think you're better than other people. Don't be greedy, cruel, and heartless like wolves, tearing the poor apart to eat them and throwing the pieces away. And it sounds a lot more harsher the other way, but there is a generation who, who is that curses its fathers and I it's just so sad when you think about it because there's a few people that I know who I I would have to say are very disrespectful toward their parents and the type of curse you put on yourself when you when you behave that way I know men and women that are like that, that hold grudges against their family members. Something that I always try to remember, okay, maybe our parents weren't perfect, but no parent is perfect. Once you become a parent, you experience the same thing, maybe not exactly the same thing, but you experience certain things where you can relate and say, now I understand some of the things or some of the attitudes my parents had. When it comes to, let's say I can remember my dad always on the weekends, he was either fixing something or he would, in the mornings, he would just lay in the living room on the couch and watch TV. And when it got towards the like the afternoon he would start doing whatever sometimes if he was doing a project he'll wake up super early to do it but I just remember him always being tired and he wanted the weekend just to be somewhere he relaxed and I get it I get that now before I didn't I remember I used to ask him to go places and he would say he didn't feel like driving. And I used to always say, when I get big and I get a car, I'm always going to feel like driving. And that definitely is not true whatsoever. I hate driving. <laughs> so there's a lot of things that I understand when I look at them now. I can, sometimes when I remember just my house being quiet, where it seemed like my dad was in his own world and my mom was in her own world. There was no communication in the house. I feel like I can understand that now. 
back then I would have obviously never but I understand the stresses of life of being an adult I can just imagine being an adult in a country where you don't know the language where it's difficult for you to work where you're probably being treated poorly at work where you're making money that's probably not enough so you're being forced to have other people live with you or however whatever that may look like just so you can be comfortable and okay so that means the peace that you would have in your house you can no longer have it because you need help from others to kind of help you sustain your home I can just imagine how stressful that is and that's how it was for my parents so again I can definitely see a lot of the the stresses that they had back then but still I don't think I I would ever hold them accountable to you didn't do this and this is why I hate you you never gave me the time you guys never talked to me you guys never I feel like no one ever loved me I would not do that simply because I'm an adult now and even when I was younger I don't think I ever did that but how can I reproach them for something when I am at the age where I can understand the problem, you know, the causes probably of what certain things happened? And not just that, that would be disrespecting my mother and father, dishonoring them. They still provided for me, they loved me. Everything happened in their own way, but they took care of me. How can I ever have anything to say to them or disrespect them? I can't. I love my parents and I ask God to protect them each and every single day and to guard their hearts and souls and minds. And I can't understand certain people that are not able to do that with their parents. So what, you went through trauma, so what, there was things that happened to you. You are to honor your father and mother, and yet you are a parent yourself as well. And you understand struggles that you go through were probably the ones your parents were going through. And you still can't see or even try to understand a little bit of how their life happened or some of the reasons why they did things. It's just kind of crazy to me. But anyway, um, let me continue on and on verse 30, I mean, yeah, verse 32 through 33 on chapter 30, it says, if you have been foolish in exalting yourself or if you have devised evil, put your hand on your mouth for the churning of milk produces butter and the ringling in the nose, the ringing in the nose produces blood so the forcing of wrath produces strife so do not be surprised if anyone cuts your nose if you are being here yes, it's stupid enough to draw attention to yourself by upsetting people and making rude gestures when you churn milk you get butter when you get angry you get fights wow that is very accurate when you get angry you get fights this is why it's better to keep those emotions under control, bring them to God, 
because he will always have always have the right words to give to us in those moments he will provide us with peace he will provide us with something we are not capable of doing i know when i'm angry i cannot calm myself down pretty fast i am so in my feelings so something that i do i just get away i just get away as quick as i can and i go to god and i talk to him about the situation and he will show me if I'm wrong or what do I need to fix adjust however i take it to him okay and then moving on to chapter 31 which is really just um a verse that talks about women the woman like the proverbs 31 woman that everybody talks about is just really saying how she is clothed with strength and dignity she can laugh at the days to come she speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue she watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness so she just does not think she's all that and should just be praised for her looks or whatever which we see nowadays women want to be praised for their bodies women want to be seen and it's okay with feeling beautiful there's nothing wrong with that and um i just think and i i can say i was in that um in that stage in my life where i just wanted the attention so bad of a man i wanted to feel um loved or wanted and by all means if it meant i had to dress a certain way where i was showing everything so a man can give his attention to me and want me i was going to do that i didn't desire to have relationships long term relationships with men i just wanted that feeling of being wanted so once i got that feeling i would disregard i would discard them i didn't need to continue a relationship with them i did not need to even have communications with them i just wanted that one feeling and whatever made me feel that way i would do it and that when i look back i'm just like wow how lost was i like how much did i hate myself to allow myself to be open to the spiritual realm in that way to be allowed to have so many soul ties simply because i wanted to be wanted to feel wanted that was crazy right so um when i look at this verse there's just so many i just want to highlight the entire thing but we'll start with verse 10 which says who can find a virtuous wife for her worth is far above rubies the heart of her husband safely trusts her so he will have no lack of gain she does him good and not evil all the days of her life she seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands she is like the merchant ships she brings her food from afar she also rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household 
and a portion for her maidservants. She considers a field and buys it. From her profits, she plants a vineyard. She girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms. She perceives that her merchandise is good and her lamp does not go out by night. She stretches out her hand to the distaff and he and her hand holds the spindle. She extends her hand to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her hand to the needy. She is not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household is clothed with scarlet. She makes tapestry for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates. When he sits among the elders of the land, she makes linen garments and sells them and supplies sashes for the merchants. Strength and honor are her clothing. She shall rejoice in time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom and her tongue is the law of kindness. She watches over the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful, and beauty is passing. But a woman who fears the Lord, shall she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands, and let her own works praise her in the gates. So all of that is instruction on how to be the virtuous wife and I'm gonna read it again in the other in the other form just because there's certain things that I pick up when I read it this way and also the other way so it says who can find a wife with good morals it's not even close to how much she's worth so if you find someone who has good morals, it's not even close to how much she's worth. She's, she's uh, says here in the Bible, she's worth far more than rubies. Her husband trusts her completely and thinks she has everything she needs. For all her days, she does good things for him and never does bad things. She picks out wool and flax and gets to work quickly. She likes the ships that bring her food from far away. She wakes up in the middle of the night to make food for her family and her female maids. She looks at a field and decides to buy it. With the money she makes, she plants a vineyard. Um, let me stop there because something that just came to mind where it says she wakes up in the middle of the night to make food for her family and her female mates. This reminds me when it says the middle of the night, this is still early, early morning. Again, my grandparents in El Salvador, they will, they still, my grandpa, wakes up super early, three in the morning to go milk the cows. This is what they do. Of course, before they go and milk the cows, they pray, they get their day started with prayer and they go and milk their cows to be able to feed themselves and also the people who are taking care of them. My grandparents, well, my grandmother passed a couple years ago and my grandpa has, you know, someone who watches him 
who takes care of him. He has this servant who provides everything that he needs. He takes care of him so well and takes care of my grandmother as well. The only reason I call him servant is because that's kind of what they still call them in El Salvador. So the word is mozos in Spanish. So that's this guy um, that takes care of my grandpa. He took care of my grandmother as well till she died. And this guy, you know, wakes up and goes and gets the milk and he cooks for them as well. He uses that milk to prepare the cheese or whatever it is that they need it for. And um, that reminded me of that when it says, you know, she wakes up in the middle of the night to make food for her family and her male servants. Also, my other grandmother, who was Mexican, when she used to live with us, sometimes very rarely, but I know it, more when she was back at home in Mexico she would get up and make breakfast early in the morning I'm talking about maybe five in the morning she's making fresh food and this is something and I have not done it yet I'm not a big cooking person and it's obviously a skill I want to eventually grow but I've, that's something that I've always been wanting to do. Like, I want to be that person that wakes up early in the morning, five in the morning, and makes breakfast for my kids. And I don't do it. So that's something that's definitely been on my mind. On like, okay, this is something that I want to eventually do. I obviously have to shift and figure out my schedule a little bit better. But this is something I do want to do. I've, I wake up at the time that I need to. And I feel like I'm gathering food for my family, but it's not the physical food, it's the spiritual food that I'm gathering for my family each and every single day when I wake up early. So that's kind of what that reminded me of. So I'm going to go ahead and continue. Um, verse 16, it says, She looks at a field and decides to buy it. With the money she makes, she plants a vineyard. She works hard at her task. Her arms are strong enough for them. She can see that her business is making money and that her lamp stays on all night. The woman has the distaff in one hand and the needle in the other. She throws open her arms to those who are poor and in need. When it snows, she doesn't worry about her family because they are, they are all dressed in red. She makes clothes for herself and wears fine linen and purple. People honor her husband at the city gate, where he sits with the wise men of the land. She makes clothes of, out of linen and sells them. She also gives sashes to traders. She is dressed in power and honor, and she can laugh about the days that are to come. Where it says... Her people honor her husband at the city gate where he sits with the wise men of the land. This talks about her husband being God. He sits at the city gate where he sits next to the wise men of the land, which is God. So again, our husband is to be Jesus Christ. 
who people honor, everybody honors. And as long as that is our husband, we can't go wrong at all. I'm telling you guys, the shift that he's done in my life, if I had, I'm trying, like, um, even pictures of back in the day, or just video clips, scenes of, to show how far he's brought me, it's just a tremendous thing. I was a very selfish person when I was younger. And when I mean selfish, like I said, I only cared about what I, if I got what I was, what I wanted. What other people wanted did not matter to me. Um, I was very careless when it came to honoring my father and mother. I thought just because I'm not being disrespectful to them verbally, I didn't realize my actions were probably doing the same thing. So yeah, anyways. Um, and then, where did I leave off? Okay, 26. It says she talks with knowledge. And what she says is sound advice. She keeps an eye on her family's business and does not eat the bread of laziness. Her children rise up and tell her she is blessed. And so does her husband. There are many good women in the world, but you are the best. When it comes to women, who's, when it comes to women those who fear the Lord are to be praised charm and beauty are temporary thank her for all the work she's done and let the people at the city gate praise her so beautiful so beautiful wow this was awesome again proverbs is just a book full of wisdom it's a book full of wisdom And it is also teaching us how to humble ourselves. This is a book in the Bible that is going to show you how to love and be Christ-like. It is hard to do these things, of course, because we live in this world full of sin where it's difficult unless you practice how to fight your flesh we can't do any of these things without God none of these are capable of of, are even possible without the Lord at all so seek him first and he will guide you he will tell you what areas you need to work on praise him and give him thanks each and every single day waking up with gratitude talking to him in the beginning of your day will make the rest of your day so much easier um i encourage you guys to go when you have time again throughout the year when you are seeking to improve in an area where you lack as far as like emotional behavior Go into Proverbs and 
and look for guidance. Look for guidance. Proverbs will tell you how to act when other people are acting foolish because it talks about staying away from the foolish, staying away from the lazy. It talks about not being lazy in this book so many times. It's ridiculous. Anytime that you feel like giving in to your flesh, remember how God despises the lazy. Remember that. It's okay to rest, but rest when you're sure that everything you have done is completed. Well, that is it for today. Thank you guys for coming back on here. I will see you guys tomorrow. Today is the last day of February. Tomorrow is March. And we are done with Proverbs. All right. You guys have a great and blessed day. I'll see you guys back tomorrow. Bye.